It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hey, Hockey World, how you doing? I uh, hope you guys are all safe out there and happy I got out today. Uh, something, you know, kind of fun to do in this in this crazy time of ours is to actually go hiking. Like, find a place where there's not a whole lot of people at all. Um, and, you know, like in Pennsylvania here, I can drive about, if I drive about 45 minutes north of me, I'm pretty much in God's country. You know, like, it's pretty nice. And I was out on a beautiful hiking trail with my son. That's why I pushed the podcast back a little bit today because we were going to do this and everybody's going crazy. It's just, it's the thing to do right now. I'm telling you, it's a really, it really did, did wonders for me <laughs> to get out of the house. If you guys get a chance to, there's an actual app on on the um, on the iPhone. I'm sure it's on other things too, but um, uh, it, you know, this app's going to become like my app now. They use it's called um, All Trails, and what it what it does is you know you can put a place a location and it'll give you every every hiking trail like and reviews about the trails and you can you can you know I put in wildlife, rarely used like things like you know and it had to be you know within a certain you know star rating or whatever people rank it. I'll, I'll caution everybody: don't go to Hawk Mountain, which isn't that far from Eck. I almost died there. Anyhow, <laughs> hey, yeah, that's funny. I could hear that story someday. And just, just to, just to, con- just to contrast, Eck, who seems to be embracing the outdoors, I hate the outdoors. I'm, I, I, I'm that's not surprising, Mike. But you know. I don't like, I don't like hiking. I don't, <laughs> I'm not particularly walking in the park or riding the bike. I like sitting in a coffee house and writing, and this latest thing is just driving me crazy. Well, that, I mean, I like doing other things too, but I mean, I think that this is. I like hiking. You can. I, I knew Rusty would like hiking. I'm, yeah, and my dogs do. Jan, you guys like to hike up there? No, not my thing. Never has been. Um, <laughs> there you go, Jan. Friends, friends of mine who do. I, and look, I don't have a problem walking. And everything just hiking has, as a kid, never been my thing. Yeah, give me, give me a basketball and let me shoot outside for an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, but going hiking didn't didn't really have a tremendous appeal to me. Yeah, I mean it can be. I mean I have a son who's like who wants to be a zoologist. He's all about animals and everything with him. So it's it's just he makes it a lot of fun. Like we found trails today. We found um the cool thing about where I was today was it was like a it was a lake that recedes and goes and goes you know it rises in you know whatever the tide thing. So and so when it recedes. Um, you know, it leaves like a big mud, muddy area where you can see all kinds of tracks of animals that have been on it. You, yeah, can walk, yeah. you can walk on the mud. So we were out there like found like heron, you know, we found bear tracks. We found tracks of uh, otters and, you know, he knows all this stuff. He's got his little tracking book with him. So that's, a, that's a blast. That kind of stuff is just, is fun to do. Plus there's something called geocaching, which is a lot of fun to do. If you ever done, if you ever get a chance to do that. That's real. You're hitting the, the nerd spot now. Yeah. That is real nerdy. Um, geocaching the concept of it is you've done this. Have you ever done it, Russ? I have not. I know about it, and I think it's ridiculous. But it's fun. No, in this kind of stuff, it's fun. I, it's fun. I'm sure kids have fun with it. I'll say well, that. Yeah, is but it like in Pokemon this, Go. No, it's different. What well, people will take like little like boxes and hide them somewhere in the woods, and then leave you clues as to how to find them. That's right. exactly it. And there's app found it, close it up again. That's what you're Tip of the hat to a couple in the chat. Rob JK says, "Yeah, shocker. Mike doesn't like outside activity." And yeah. Timothy Park, who's surprised that Mike doesn't like the outdoors? I am not. I sorry, yeah. I have allergies, so bite me. No, I my my wife has allergies. I, I, I have allergies too, but I like hiking. Yeah, I mean it's nature. I right? guess it's, it's just like you know, it's it, you're not going to get the coronavirus in the woods. You know, like, like this is like a fun time right now. It's it's just. Yeah. Well, we're going to close the beaches in Florida. Apparently. Well, they should close the beaches. That's ridiculous. But here, yeah, I'm going to segue. So, imagine you were away for 14 days. You were on like a retreat. You're meditating. You're mountain climbing. Yeah. Uh, you you almost know. die mountain climbing because a rope gets cut in half. And, but you continue mountain climbing because I don't know why the guy's crazy. I've I've met the guy and Jared Leto basically did this for 14 days, emerged yesterday, and for some reason started of course his phone started blowing up and he had no idea what was going on in the yeah. world and yeah. it's an interesting case study this yeah. is the first person of any note that we know that sort of like was isolated enough from all of that that he had no idea what was going on and 
And I just, you know, people were kidding him on Twitter yesterday, but it was pretty funny. No, it's crazy. So, it's like coming back to the zombie, zombie apocalypse, you know? It's like, yeah. I mean, give, give, someone was talking about Jared Leto is, it doesn't come as a huge surprise either. Yeah. Someone someone told me that um, the Big Brother, which is like like the show Big Brother, which isolates its people off, is still going in the isolation thing. It's really? And those people don't know what's happening. I don't know if this is true or not. I don't watch That's Big Brother. probably not true. That would be a really interesting case if that was, if you could still watch them on TV. And I, I would guess CBS would put a stop to it be, just because. Um, yeah. there, there, there are people I would rather rather be in isolation for 14 days with other than Jared Leto. Margot Robbie, maybe. Yeah, but. I feel like in this box on this show, I'm in isolation with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what else do you guys have? Anything else to get? That's it. No. All right, cool. Let's start. Let's start the show. Yep. Um, we have some interesting things to talk about today. I think they're interesting. At least, Josie, let me talk about it. Here we go. Uh, today's date is, man, Wednesday, March 18th. Okay. Hello, Hockey World. It is Wednesday, March 18th. Which is the days of the week really matter anymore. It's just it's no. March 18th, 2020. I'm Michael Agello and screw nature. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how you say that. I'm going Mike Agello. And you know what? Just you can save on deodorant. You you don't have to shower every day. Just do whatever you Maybe want. That to different do. than usual for Mike. <laughs> no, this <laughs> is shower me. every day, Jan. And I'm Eklund, and you're watching Hockey Buzzcast. <laughs> well, you were until now. <laughs> this is the podcast that comes to you every Monday through Friday. This time, fill you in on the comings and goings in the hockey world. Can, um, can I can I just ask Jan because we talked about the Rangers yesterday? Yeah, I wanted to get into this, Mike. And I and I wanted to get his opinion on it because Jan, we were doing the all-time Rangers team, yep. and I disagreed with the uh, placement of Wayne Gretzky on the number one line all time for the New York Rangers. It was with Messier and Yager, and I, I got the lousy line. I get. I, it. I, I think he doesn't belong. <laughs> I think he doesn't belong on the team because he only played for two years. I I would put somebody like Kreider on there. Or uh, there are a few others. You that put I, Kreider over Wayne Gretzky. Just yes. know what you're saying. Seriously. Yes. So first of all, Mike, he played three years, not two years. So if okay. you're going to get your numbers, get them mm, right. Pretty good. Secondly, I actually, Russ and I were talking about this. So, I mean, it's coming out hopefully in a blog. I sent it to Act to take a yeah. look at. Um, I have gone with the view of unless you played your prime of your career with them, I didn't include them. So okay. I went back using guy, Brian Hextall as a guy who I added. Who I think belongs on that team. Okay. Um, I know Mike had Bathgate. You can move Bathgate up. I mean, Kreider. I don't know if I'd add Kreider necessarily. A guy who has to get a mild consideration based upon the years he had might have been Marion Gabrick, who had uh, yeah. four years, two are really, really good. Two are not good, but two are really good. Starting, you're going to start looking at another year or two. It's a Binijad maybe having to get added there. Based sure. I think in, in time, he's been there. Yeah. Um, two, same thing. I know, I know you guys two. talked about yesterday. I know Russ had Sergey Zuboff, and I just, as good as he was for 165 games, I couldn't add him on there. I actually went with Bukaboom instead, putting him on I, the third line. I, I, here's where I have to stop you. So on a team like this, we're trying to field the best team possible, right? And at the end of the day, that was the greatest range of power play they've ever had with Leach and Zubov. And you put in a guy that basically, and Jeff would tell you this, if you were playing against the Montreal Canadiens and everybody's a speedster – Jeff Bukaboom is not the right guy to have in the lineup. No, no disagreement. And, I, and I'm saying I understand why you put Zubov on there. I guess it depends on yeah. the parameters that we're using associated yeah, with the right? parameters of everything. Yeah. You could have you could have potentially put McDonough on the team based upon the years that he's had there. Sure. Right? I mean, that, that would have been one guy. But I don't, I don't know added. who McDonough is better than out of the six I put. Yeah, well, again, depending on if you're going tenure with the team. And time frame he was there. He was definitely there a heck of a oh, lot. Tenure, longer. he would have he it. Mark Stahl would be yeah, on yeah, the, but the, but the parameters are what the parameters are, which I set forth. Which are, yeah, I mean, if we have a hundred games, if you play hundred games, you're good. Um, yeah. and you have to, and it's all depending on how good you were when you played with the Rangers during that period of time. So, right. I mean, right. if if we were going with tenure, like Mark Stahl would be on. Yeah, but I'm not only using tenure, but I'm using quality of player also. Right? Okay, but so, here's, here's so here's a good thing. This is where I argue with Mike. So again. Gretzky had 97 points with the Rangers. Right, he led the team. How many? And he's led the league in assists, and he right. made it to the conference finals. How many 97 point Rangers have there been? Yeah, eight, eight to ten. That's it in their history. And by the way, I still right. say the year they lost to Philly, if they had been healthy, and Eck probably disagree with me. No Sundstrom, no Kovalev, 
No Karpatsev. I think that year was well, hurt. Well, Karpatsev was the biggest one because he would have covered Lindros. And Kovalev also was huge. He had the ACL tear. And Sundstrom was very good then. Yeah. Sundstrom was a really good player for he that, was a good that player. year. Nicholas Sundstrom was very good. So that would have been a very interesting matchup that year if they would had been healthy. How, how, many, how many good years did Barry back have with the Rangers? I want to say three. Yeah. Didn't have a lot. Because he, play, he played. He got hurt. Every year it was a partial year. He played right. Well, he played. He played seven years. Right, right. It's I'd true. say four of them were good, statistically. Okay. Good I, in the context of good, or good in the definitely not good in the context of what the expectations were. Not, no, when no, they no, acquired no. him. That, right, same thing. Look, I could have put Anders Hedberg on this team because Hedberg had some sure. very Hedberg good. Hedberg and Nielsen, but I mean, changes. and Nielsen was hurt. That was the only problem. Right. Who are they going to beat out? They're going to beat out Bad Bathgate. Like who are they beating now? Right. I, uh, uh, Jan, I threw out Esposito and I threw out Ron. Duke. I almost had Esposito, and Eck will see what I wrote. You could have put Esposito and moved Messier to wing because Messier started his career in wing. If you want to go, oh, you would never move. Yeah, no, but not with the Rangers. You can't move no, to I'm the not all right. Rangers. I'm just saying. That's yeah. why I'm against moving Gretzky to the wing. But no, but I, I don't have a pro- the, the, the thing with the, this is my thing with the wings and the four, and centers. Okay, the bottom line is, if, if if all these guys are showing up for camp, you know, and they're all in their prime. They're not going to. They're not going to keep. They're not going to cut Messier because they've got a guy who's a more pure, better right wing. They're going to put. They're going to keep. They're going to. They're going to turn Messier into right wing. Like you got to think about how that would play out. You know, like if sure. he, based on talent. Well, uh, that's exactly why I made the top line. Yeah. Messier, Yager, Gretzky. Because right. at the end of the day, you were talking at these guys playing at their best as Rangers, yeah. and Yager has the team record for points. Messier. Right. Brought them a championship, and Gretzky almost brought them a championship, and nobody really played better than those guys yeah. at their height with the Rangers. May not have been their height in their career, yeah. But it was, you know, I was Messier. I think I would argue. Well, it's hard to argue Messi. Messi. It was as high as Messi's. It was yeah. as high as Messi has ever been, and Yager that he had some great years, but the one year was unbelievable. Yeah, right. when he left the lockout, he had 132 points. Now, yeah. why, why don't we switch to the Islanders? Because yeah, let's switch to the Islanders. While Jan is here. I'm going to yeah. break them up here um, real fast. So it's Dan, um, Dan, Dan Petru gave us, gave us the Islanders. Uh, and, if, if, and if the number one line is not Gillies, Trache, and Bossy, then we end the show. Oh, it is. Bossy, Trache, and Gillies, number one line. Okay. Uh, number two line, LaFontaine, Tonelli, and Palfi. Yeah, that's still good. Palfi was my favorite Islander actually of all time. Yeah. We had some great years with the Islanders. The Poles, third, right? Um, third line is Tavares. Barzell and Ferraro. Barzell. Too early on Barzell. No, I don't think it's too early nah, on Barzell. Like two but years. I, but I wouldn't put Ferraro on there. Yeah, Ferraro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go here. And the fourth line is Turjan, Clark, yeah, and Tur- Thomas. Tur- I mean, you honestly, with Thomas? You're, you're gonna you're gonna Turgeon, laugh. Clark, you're, you're gonna laugh, but I, Wait, I, I, I Mike, one second. Eck, who's the wing on that fourth line? Uh Turjan, Clark, and Thomas. Wendell Clark? No way. He played two years there. Well, I can put him, but what about Flat? What about Flatley? Yeah. yeah. Flatley probably deserves to be on the fourth Bob, line. Yeah, Bob, Bob Bourne, Bob Nystrom, yeah, okay. You got Goring also who played, but he's only I, there for but he was there for all the championships. I, I could make more of a case for those guys than I could make for Wendell Clark as an I would have up on the third. I would put Flatley in there. Yeah. I would I probably would put Bob Bourne there, actually. I probably yeah. Fourth liner, fourth line, yeah. I mean, honestly, I, I instead instead of it, it, who was who was the lineman with Tavares? I'm sorry, Ryan. Uh, Ferraro and Barzell. Okay, instead of Barzell's only t- less than two years, I would put Matt Molson on there. He scored 40 goals with with Tavares. You could you could put you Molson. could put Anders Steven there also for the same reason. I, I agree. Yeah, but Bar no, but Barzell is, is is really. I weird. have no problem with Barzell. I the other one is the same way I would put Bob Bourne. Again, you can't always go by points, right. but a guy like Lauren Henning probably should be in there. Well, that's why I said born on the fourth line makes sense, and I would have Flatley on this team also. And I might he, have Henning over Flatley, though. That's the only no, thing. No, I, I still think Flatley. Did he Did he say Butch Goring? Uh, no, he is not on here. I said Goring also, but he was there for four years. Yeah, yeah I probably would put Goring on three and a half. I think you'd have to put Goring on this line, a team. I really do. Yeah, Goring is on there. He's got to be. I mean, he was such a major part of winning championships. But it's, okay. I mean, I like the top two lines. Ultimately, very good. I'll put this and, out. The, I'll put this out on Twitter too. We'll see what people respond to that as well. Yeah, okay. what's what's the so, defense? All right, the defense. Um, 
Here's a ticket. He put he put Zidane Chara on here, and I don't think that's no, no way. No way. That's that makes any ridiculous. sense to me because Chara um, as an Islander he was, was a, not. He, he was a he was a stanchion in the in the Islanders. He was yeah. not. He was terrible. Yes, Pat Van and Chara. Um, you might not have understood my just, just well. eliminate Chara. Um, Morrow and McCabe. Who are McCabe? Um, Morrow and McCabe. Ken okay. Morrow, Brian McCabe, right? Okay. Um, and then it would be Janssen and Hammerlick. as his other kid. I would give I would give a, a, an honorable mention to Adrian Acoin because he played for like three or four years. He played like twenty eight to thirty minutes a night. I mean, honestly, how do you not have Ken Morrow on there? Honestly, he, he did. Oh, he did. Three times you pronounced it and I couldn't understand. Morrow and McCabe. Now, is it is he saying is he saying Kenny Janssen or Thomas Janssen? It just says Janssen. That's a good question. I think it had to be Thomas Janssen. It has to be Thomas because Kenny was an offensive player. Yeah, I don't think Thomas. Ste- Stefan Pearson. Kenny Janssen. Yeah, Pearson might be a better pick, actually. Who were the, who were the big Islanders defense when they were winning all the cups? Like, Dave Longevin. Pearson Longevin was there. Potvin was there. Morrow was there. Morrow was there, yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's I guess yeah, Pop and Amaro I guess were the two biggies, right? Pop and Amaro were their two biggest. Yeah. Um, I think you have to have three from the Islander Islander dynasty, and that would be Potvin, Pearson, and Moore. Yeah, I think I think Pearson you should I think have. Pearson definitely belongs on this team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. This is interesting. Um, do, we have, do we have any of our Islanders fans in the in the chat room that? Uh, I don't disagree about Roman Hamerlik. I actually think that's fine. Yeah. I, I mean, Russ, one more guy for the potential for offense, Brent Suter. Yeah, I mean, uh, Brent Brent a good was, that's a really good one. He was really annoying for them. He was a really good player for them for a very long time. You mean Brent Sutter? Yep. Sutter, yeah. Brent, Brent Sutter, Sutter yeah, was Brent really Sutter, annoying yeah. for them. Yep. Now, he was, I thought, the best Sutter. Um, no, bro, I think Brian or Daryl was. I think, I thought, I don't know, maybe it was just, maybe the way it was way against the Flyers, but it was, but Brent Sutter was by far when I was a Brent kid. Brent always did well against the Eastern teams. He did. That looks good. That, that was um, something I definitely would say. Um, yeah, I mean Brent was just Brent was so good, and he was a good yeah. two way player too. He was like good. Adrian Acoin only played three years with the Islanders. Yeah, I, I think Stefan Harrison has to be on that team. You probably got to put Longevin on the team. I, I mean, Morrow's a given. Pot fans a given. Yeah, I think look on because they have these uh, alumni teams on the NHL thing. I'm curious. Yeah. I didn't look at the Islanders alumni team. I'm well, curious. I guess, who's who's the second goalie besides Smith? Rush. Rush. He should Van Beesbrook. What? No, he didn't. Beezer, it says Beezer. Rush, I would say. Rush. I mean, even maybe Melanson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll go with I mean, honestly, you could put Kelly Rudy ahead of both. Rudy, oh, yeah. you could uh, put Rudy and, and me, uh, me that it's Smith and Rudy. Smith. I understand if you put Rudy ahead of Gresh, I'll live with that. But none of the other guys. I have a feeling they didn't quite understand my like Tommy Salo. Yeah, I don't I'm think sorry. he understood. I'm sorry, no, not Salo. When I know, did, I'm saying when, I'm not a from either. When did Van Beesbrook ever play for the for the he Islanders? He played for all the t- all the New York teams very briefly. He played for a little while. He was there. As a Ranger fan, I would put Ron Hextall in. That's fine. Garth Snow. <laughs> yeah, Garth Snow was yeah. That's true. We said all time team, not all time hated team. All right, so looking at who the Islanders have Chris Simon would be on the all time. Chris Simon would be on the top line. This is the Islanders alumni, according to the, so there's an alumni team on NHL 20 for all the players. These are the okay, let's let's hear it. So it's got pop and, and these guys. Now this is the funny thing about these alumni teams. These are the guys that agreed to have to be on here because like right, these are the ones they have contracts with. Right, because like for example, I had to create Jerome McGinley for the Calgary. Right, um, like certain players just said no way. Right, so right. So these, so you'll see some weird names on here. There are people that just probably like get their agents get them on this. Um, but there's the Dennis Pop fan, Billy Smith, um, Brian Trache, Pat Lafontaine, Clark Gillies, Bobby Nystrom, Butch Gore. I think he's borderline. I'd have I'd have Sutter over Nystrom, but that's me. This this is this is actually doing an order of an order of the rankings. So these are this year these are what they have Nystrom ahead of Goring. Nystrom's in '86, Goring's in '85. Well, Nystrom played longer than Goring. He played longer. I think that's just going by that. But your buddy does the rankings. That's the other guy. Tanelli? Not those. He doesn't do alumni oh, rankings. Do alumni ones? No. Here's Brent Sutter. Okay. Um, Ray Ferraro. <laughs> Michael Pekka. He didn't Michael Pekka is a good name, but I don't think he did it. Uh, uh, yeah. Buffalo should be more than the Islanders. But he played, he a couple three, of years. He played three or four years there. He was a yeah. captain, too, though. Like, it was yeah. a whole thing. And he blew out his knee. Yeah. Or Darcy Tucker blew it out for him. 
They got Kelly Rudy, Chico Resch, Yanni Ninema. That's actually interesting. No, no, not be. Played it long enough, right? It's not interesting, no. Uh, Derek King. Derek King. Well, he had the big goal for them against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, We're going to put David Bullock on the team? Yes. Wayne Sutter's on here. D Sutter. Or is it Daryl? Who is, is D Sutter? Uh, it's Dwayne. 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 Dwayne Brent. Yep. Terrible name, Dwayne. Um, Richard, Dwayne is a terrible name. I agree. Uwe Krupp um, is on here. Uwe uh, Krupp. Benoit well, we didn't put down Pierre Turgeon. Benoit Hogue is an interesting one. How many? Wait, let me check Pierre Turgeon. That's true. Turgeon has good. to make this team. Turgeon was getting 150 points. Yeah, he was really, you're right. Turgeon doesn't and make if Dale Hunter hadn't hit him, they may have won that series that but year. Mike, ben, Benoit Hogue is a very good name. Yep. Oh, no, he's not. He's not. He's not. Uh, Pierre Turgeon played Turgeon's a four on the fourth five years. On Dan. He's on Dan's fourth line. Okay, because he played, he had 132 points yep. in 1983. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I, you know what? I wouldn't kill him if they had Benoit Hogan there. He was a very effective defenseman. Yeah, Esmer, okay. Esmer, Esmer, Esmer brings up a center on here. Esmer brings up a good name here Darius Kasparitis. Casper Minus was good, but he wasn't as good as these guys. Casper Minus. Casper <laughs> Minus. I like Casperitis. He's a great guy. I loved interviewing him, but that's his nickname for the Rangers. Casper Minus. Yeah, we're all trapped inside because we're afraid to get Casperitis. Um, all right. I uh, like Casperitis. Then Brian Berard. Berard, if he'd have played a couple more years, would definitely be on it. Well, he got he got traded to Toronto. So how about this goalie, Tommy Soderstrom? For most guys, go he to die. No way with Tommy Soderstrom. I don't think he'd be over Rudy. Okay. No. How about Lauren Henning? I said Lauren Henning. Yeah, Henning was good, but I don't think he's better than some of the other guys we've named. I do. I you have to better go. Better than Sutter. We're going to yes. take Ed Westfall next. Lauren no Henning. Way, no way was he better than Sutter. Henning was not killer. better than he did everything. You in his to, era, though, you have to. In his era, was he better than Sutter? I, I think he was. Yes. That's what we have to look at. See, I think I, he was more important to the Islander team than Sutter was. Yes. I think, I think the fourth line on this team should be Bob Bourne, Butch Goring, and Bob Nystrom. That's a fourth line. Right. With Lafontaine as the number two center and Tavares as the number three center. Yeah, I don't. I think that's pretty good. Um, then Pat Flatley, of course, is on here. That's good. Um, Flatley should play with LaFontaine because he did. Yeah, for sure. Those guys were uh, came up the same year. What yep. do you think about when I think of those guys? I think of one thing. It's so funny. Like I think of okay, so the, the after the nineteen eighty Olympic team, right? The nineteen eighty four Olympics 14, yep. was like Canada was the guy from Flatley and LaFontaine was the guy from the U.S. You know, right? I think of the quadruple overtime game against Washington when I think of them. So. Uh, yeah, and I remember being so pissed off that the Islanders were so good, and yeah, they had like the best players from Team Team USA and Team Canada going to them. I just, I just think of Bob Mason falling down on one knee after that. I actually went to go to the movies that night. It was actually during Passover. Couldn't get into the movies. Came home and said, "What the heck is the game still on for?" And just sat there and watched it. You thought yeah, it was, you you thought it was Sports play, Channel right? America. I want to well, give I, you a couple things about Lauren Henning. Right, yeah. this is the guy who annoyed me to no end, but <laughs> I appreciated his talent. He led the league in shorthanded goals one year. He also led the league in games played two years. This was a guy you could count on for a lot of different situations for your team. Okay, but let's. I'm look. not arguing with you. I mean, you want to put him on the fourth line? That's fine. I don't. I just think Sutter belongs on the team, as does Flatley. Let, let's 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 Sutter, Flatley, and like they're not all going to make it. This this, this won't be this won't be part part of the team act. But let's just do our all annoying team for the. With the Islanders because we have two Ranger fans here. Oh, and, yeah. Well, we, then, more guys. we go through a couple more guys yeah, on this. Asperitis would be more than one, but he ended up on the Rangers. All right. So it also has um, Langevin. Remember Langevin? Yeah. 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 We said that. Then Mike Sillinger because he could be on any oh, one. Oh, no. oh, come on. Uh, then it has Thomas. Then Rob DeMeo. No, if we get oh, Rob DeMeo. Rob DeMeo. DeMeo. Jean. The whole thing off. Jean Potvin was really, really good, but I wouldn't put him on the team. Can we put J.P. Parisi on next? And they've got Baumgartner Bum here. Yeah, come, um, Kenny Baum, come on. Jesus. How about Jerry Howitt? Was it Jerry Howitt? No. Jerry, Howard, Jerry, Jerry Howitt. Howard. He was an epileptic, so it was kind of amazing. He could play hockey, but he was a dirty run. All right, thanks, Jen. Gary Howitt's favorite song was Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Yeah, he – I'm telling you, that guy, you want to talk about Dirty Man? Oof. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. So that, no, that, the, those are the guys they have on here for the um, – the, the all-hate the all hate team for the Islanders, Chris Simon, 
Steve Webb, uh, Dennis Potvin for Ranger fans, Billy Smith. Uh, Gary Howitt's on there. Bobby Gary Nystrom. Howitt. Nystrom is on there. Gillies is on there. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot to hate there. There is yeah. a lot to hate. No, there is. There was no plenty. There were plenty to hate on that. And that that there's. I mean, the Islanders. They won a lot of cups when you win that many cups. Jason, Nobody hated Al Arbor. I'll say that. Jason Blake. Yeah. Jason no. Blake. Did you know what? He was so, somewhat he was, hated. He was a little. He got killed by the lockout, didn't he? Like. Yeah. Those guys that basically got killed by the lockout. Yeah. No, Jason he, Blake wasn't totally hated. Heck, he got he got the big payday from Toronto in oh in no, Everybody gets the big right. payday from Toronto. How <laughs> did Jeff Finger? Will you stop with Jeff Finger? Jeff Finger. I'm going to keep tweeting that to, to Brian Burke. Jeff Finger. He, he, had nothing, he had nothing to do with it. I thought that was his. No, that was Cliff Fletcher. Oh, that was Fletcher. You know, yeah. you know Jeff's middle name was? Middle. No. Middle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's bad. That's really bad. Um, yeah, let's see something. Well, while, you're, while you're looking at yeah. the, the 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 interesting thing – that came out yesterday was this proposal that was um, uh, reported by Frank Cervelli and uh, and Pierre LeBrun on, on TSN's Hockey Insiders of a potential plan for a essentially an August and September NHL t- playoff tournament taking off October for the draft and free agency and then having an 82-game schedule yeah, uh, starting in November. Now, I, I was a little skeptical on this, and I actually like responded to Pierre LeBrun's tweet, and I said, um, based on what Bill Daly told him in an interview with the Athletic, is Bill Daly essentially said, "We do not want to mess with the integrity of next season in terms of an 82 game schedule." And I says, "Well, that doesn't that seems to go counter to having a, having a season starting in November." And, and LeBron responded to my tweet and said. Uh, no, what would happen is no all-star game and no bye week, but still. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think we'd be okay if we lost the all-star game in the bye week. Yeah, you're talking about squeezing in. Yeah, but you say that, but again, there's a lot of business. That I mean, there's a lot of business, but you can, if you have the draft, it's the same kind of, it's the same kind of thing. It's not, it's not. Okay, you're maybe not. But. The draft is. Whoa. I heard about this too. I think he was right though. I do. I don't think you want to mess with next season. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it depends. Yeah, there, there's just. I think the tough thing about this is we have no idea like what's happening here. Like, no, but the idea is if you have to wipe out this season to yeah. preserve next season, right. then that's what you do. Right. And if you have two abnormal seasons, then you got a problem. Yeah, and, and what, Le- what LeBron said was that like one of the NHL governors basically floated or, you know, I can look it up directly, but essentially said that a, a governor had floated similar type of proposal. And I honestly, I, I, I think that right now what they're looking at is the fact that if they try to come back in June and things are not cleared up yet, then their only recourse is to cancel the season. And they want to stretch it out far enough that they can definitely get in the completion of the 2019-20 season and then start the year. And I don't know how they can do that playing and playing, you know, squeezing in the rest of the regular season in a playoff tournament in August and September and then start the season on November 1. Yeah. I I mean, you don't need to give these guys like three months off, you know I mean? Like, no, but they, but there are rules and there's things you have to do. Do do the board of governors wear powdered wigs? Do we know? (laughs) It's real. Yeah, you, it, that's how I picture it whenever I think of it. Whenever that's what I, I picture. Board of Governors meeting. That's what With I think. Their of. hand in their pockets. Like, yeah. two, like I think I think of like Gary Bettman in the middle like, and two bleachers that go up on either side. Right. Yes. With the Western Conference GMs all here and the Eastern yeah. Conference GMs. No, here. you wouldn't put them together. No, no, no. And they're all and they're all like screaming. And then somebody's got you know with yeah. the powdered wigs on, and banging things and throwing things, and like they're 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 hooting. They're like, hoo, 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 I and mean, in a way, like, it's almost like the scene from Star Wars. It's close, except yeah, nobody's yeah. flying around. <laughs> Yeah. That's, that's my picture. Um, I think you're right. So the the other thing, as Thomas in the chat just said, that uh, came out yesterday, late yesterday, was the report that a Ottawa Senators player uh, was the first to be confirmed yeah. with the coronavirus, which, by the way, I find it ironic that it was an Ottawa, Ottawa Senator who was the first in anything. But uh, it, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, it was this. 
Uh, the player has decided not to reveal his identity, which I, I don't particularly blame him for doing. No, that's fine. Uh, especially after the whole Rudy, Rudy Gobert. I'm pretty uh, impressed if, the, if this if, – if, if we have less than like 25 players, I mean – Slow the roll because the problem is yeah. the – everybody is pointing to – he got it probably in L.A. And they were, they were in the they, they were in the same same room as the New Jersey Nets, right? Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. So now they're tracing everybody that was also in the Staples Center around that time. Yeah, that's really the epicenter X. So we we're at the beginning of this. Right? Yeah, no, actually, there's going to be players. I mean, there's obviously going to be players, and you know, um, but I yeah. think that, I think I think I think that what we just it's there's so so hard to conceptualize how long this is going to. Hit what what social distancing? How will slow, how this will work? You know how this concept will even work? Right. Um, I mean, this it makes sense, but logically, we don't know if it'll work or we don't know if it'll work really well. I mean, it could work really well or it could you know it could work really poorly. I heard something funny the other day, and they said, "Would you rather be in a world without any electronic devices for like six months or stuck in your house with electronic devices for six months?" No, I'd rather be stuck with the device. Stuck. <laughs> right so if you took like i, mean, I don't think it's, a, it's it's you know is that really a debate it's pretty funny when you think about it come on now it's like a world you could just go through i mean granted you have to i guess you know you really kind of have to take the virus out of the equation right i mean right now you know you you, you would get you're getting you get sick if you leave your house and like okay, to- look we lived in the other world the worst thing that you could do and i'm telling you this happened to everybody in their life at least twice Hey, Eck, let's go meet at the mall. Okay, what time? All right, I'll meet you at 4 o'clock and yeah. you're in the store, right? So the guy's not there at 4 o'clock. That so then fine. you're waiting. Yeah, he is. And the guy's not there by 4, 15. And then you're like, all right, maybe I should go call him. You go call him. He's on his way, whatever. And you're like, well, how long am I going to wait for this guy now? And then you both miss each other. Well, yeah, that was all the time. And, you know, every sitcom, every sitcom premise of the, you know, <laughs> Of that era was yeah. sort of around that, I mean, you know, all the all the sitcom premises. And you that's watch, where misunderstanding came from for Genesis, the song. That's where everything is. I mean, it's every, every like Happy Days with the cell phone wouldn't have been an episode, you know. Right. But, exactly. um, it's like you know, <laughs> and I'm, what what I'm I'm actually going to say like I is this something maybe positive, and it's kind of ridiculous and positive to this whole situation. But here's something positive that I think is actually going to happen. Like I think that right now, um, we're in this era now where people are. You know, we're still kind of under the concept that this is like a two to three to four. I know they're still thinking that it's not, even though they're that's they're ending that thinking. Um, it, you know, until the last few days, I think that. So if it's a, if it's a two week break, then you're just going to go on vacation and just do things, or you're not go, not you're not do things. But I mean, you're just going to take it as a vacation. You're going to hang around your house. You're going to fix things up and stuff like that. Right. If it becomes like a two month thing or a three month thing, I, I can't wait to see how how creative people are going to get with the internet and ways of like getting people together in different situations. I think you're going to oh, see, yeah. a, you're going to see a real big influx because there's a market there for to, of people who are bored. And right, at, right. I, I can't wait to see how creative and interesting it gets. I'm working on a jet I'm not sure yeah. that'll be therapeutic, <laughs> but, but that's I, what I, we're also, I also think you're going to, you're going to see, you're, you're going to see a lot of businesses convert to remote jobs. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because what if they if they understand that they can get this system to work? Like I know a lot of teachers who are teaching online teaching because they obviously class and, and that they're all there's you're always going to have teachers wanting to teach in front of students and that that'll be the norm. But I think a lot of businesses will will augment to to have remote jobs rather than to have everybody go into a co- common place. It's going to be more prevalent now than ever. It's going to be cheaper. I mean, uh, not have an office building or whatever. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's expensive to rent an office up. I've, I've looked into it many times because I would like to like get out of my house and then work out not in my house. I've looked into like concept of it, and it's yeah. just, it just doesn't make any sense, you know, for most people, um, for most companies. But anyway, that's just an aside. Well, uh, let's, well I have actual real hockey news. Whenever we yeah, want let's, to get into, let's get into the signings. We have some signings. Yeah. So all right. So the first one that I really did like um, was the Nick Wolf signing. Um, now I'm forgetting who did Boston. Boston. Thank you. Um, Big defenseman. He he was the captain of Minnesota Duluth in the championship teams. He is a six four, like two thirty defenseman. Smart. He's fast enough. He's not an offensive guy, but he's physical. And so this, and he, this is a good signing for them because this is a guy that you put in Providence for a few years, and maybe just maybe when like someone like Chara is going to hang it up you know, this guy can come and be that physical presence along with like Jeremy Lawson, who already is getting a reputation for that and always did. 
Right. So that's a good signing for them. The um, Also, the Bruins signing Jeremy Swayman is a real good one because – and, again, I don't think he's their number one prospect. I think Daniel Vladar is still their number one goalie prospect. But I think Swayman's probably next. I mean, he's smart. He's fast post-to-post. I like the way he sees in traffic. He, I felt like he had to work on his rebound control the last time I saw him. I didn't see him this year, but he had a great year, 939 save percentage. So there's a there's a lot to like there. That's another guy. Throw him in Providence. Let him stay a couple of years because Rask isn't going anywhere for a while. And in a couple of years, you got a couple of goalie prospects, and that's good. That's what you want, right? You want at least two so that you could decide over time which one of the goes is is your guy, right? Uh, Cameron Lee for uh, uh, for Pittsburgh. I forgot to look up Cam Lee. I uh, Western Western Michigan. Western Michigan. I saw Western Michigan a lot a couple of years ago. I remember him being a decent player. I I don't. He's not moving the needle much for me. Right. Yeah, I mean he's not big. He's like five ten, five ten, five eleven, yeah. hundred and eighty pounds. So he's sort of a tweener. I don't know much about him. Uh, the other one today was Brandon Biro by the. Yeah, State. Biro was with Penn State. I had seen them a few times live in a few different years. He's smart. I like the way he gains the zone. He's fast. This is a guy who definitely can create offense. And if you put him, give him a year in the AHL or a half a year at least, but you could put him with some smart, fast players and there will be some offense created. And and I'm not saying he's going to be off the charts, but for a team like the Sabres, he could really help. Right. Um, Also the Hobie guys are out. We could talk about that tomorrow. They have like a, a list of seven or eight now, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, be good. We should talk about the thing we were discussing. Yeah, right. go ahead. Yeah. Uh, um, now, we're not going to talk about Tom Brady because, obviously, but, uh, but just using it as, a, as an example because I saw somebody put up a picture. Like like ESPN always does, they'll, they'll superimpose a new jersey on the player that was just traded, and somebody yeah. put a, a Tampa Bay Bucks helmet and jersey their ugly pewter colored jersey on on tom brady and i said okay why don't we look at some of the players that we've seen in history and in the nhl and the like like mike modano who spent the entire part of his career you know the most of his career with minnesota and dallas always wearing the green gold and white and then the last year he played for babcock in detroit and obviously got screwed out of playing 1500 games but it was so weird to see him in a in a Detroit jersey, it just didn't look right. And just as there are numerous examples of players like that, and I thought of three or four of them that uh, you know. I got one that that is that's that's I see every day in my house um, because I have a Bobby Orr pinball machine. Right? Oh yeah. Um, and the Bobby Orr pinball machine was something that um, Chicago 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 uh, USA is a real big place in for, and- for me making pinball like pinball there's a, there's a company there that makes like a lot of the ski ski balls are still you'll still see like chicago gaming stick um little like things if you go into a ski ball thing on the boardwalk or whatever you'll see it yeah chicago right. gaming so they made they made pinball machines and uh and things like that and and bobby Orr, who of course you know is definitely a bruin in everybody's mind um had the one you know year where he played I think it was only one year, right? It was the, a sad time. I'm uh, telling you. Less than half a year. Less than half a year for the Chicago Blackhawks. But in that period of time, signed a deal to have a pinball machine made of him yeah. in a Blackhawks jersey. I wonder if Alan Eagleson suggested he sign, get that. Uh, it that. was crazy. I mean, I remember seeing him and just thinking, boy, even as a kid, he just didn't look right. Yeah. No, I mean, it was – um, and it's funny. When you go to the – skate as well. He was such a good skater. I know that is really sad. When you go into the Hockey Hall of Fame, there actually is a Bobby or pinball machine behind glass. Oh, that's great! Uh, uh, I'll give you an obvious one I'll show too. You a picture here of this. Actually, I got a picture right here. Let me show you real fast. Yeah, he he, he played twenty games one year and six games another. Ooh. So there's the power play picture of, of Bobby Orr. Um, as that's power play pinball, and that and then this guy in this weird red and blue jersey that just says Canada on it. Yeah, that's crazy. Really funny if you can see that or not. It's, it's a goalie with like a jersey that just says Canada on up in the middle of that thing. Now get get this on one leg, on one leg basically, the last three seasons of his career in thirty six games between Boston and Chicago, Bobby Orr had eleven goals and thirty four assists. Yeah, forty four yeah. forty five points in thirty six games on one yeah. leg. Yeah, he just. There were just times, though, there were shifts where you could just see he was hurting. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll give you one because um, – and I know he played three years in Philadelphia, but the weird thing was seeing Daryl Sittler in a Detroit Red, Red Wing jersey. He, yeah. He played the last year of his career in Detroit. I mean, he got traded from Toronto. I could have sort of like, you know, and he played enough time in Philadelphia, even with the Cooperalls, yeah. uh, that, uh, you know, I got used to it. But seeing him in a Detroit Red Wing jersey was weird. Oh, yeah. No, that was, that yeah, was, that was weird. weird. The flyer even. I mean, even in Philly, you know, as I. And Boria Salming as well, because he played the last year of his career in Detroit, and that was really strange. Yeah, especially when they're against, especially when it's a rival, you know, like. It, it yeah. I mean, I'll give you one because it wasn't his last team, but when he went to this team, it was just like, it was just sad. It was Eric Lindros on Dallas. Mm-hmm. No, that was his last team. Was it his last team? Okay. Yeah, was it was yeah. So he Toronto was the year before. Toronto, Dallas. Okay. So yeah. it was just like, he was on the fourth line. It was, it was just ugly, man. It, it was. Uh, yeah. Fly- about, um, Bernie Federko as a Red Wing. I didn't care about Bernie Federko in any shape or form, so it didn't matter to me. Fly, <laughs> Flyer fan sixteen said Placanitz is a leaf, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a good one. You know how to get there. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, Bernie Federko was just such a legend, like a Blues legend. He was, but I just didn't care about him. I I don't know why. Who was the other Flyer? Who was the Flyer that came from St. Louis? Rob Ramage, am I thinking of? It was like it was like somebody the Flyers had at the very end of their career that came from that was like another big oh, what's blues. Player. What's his name? Um, it wasn't, it wasn't Wayne Babbage, was it? No, no, not Wayne Babbage. It was you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but now I'm not going to come up with it. Yeah, yeah. There's maybe somebody in the chat room will, but there was something there. Yeah, Chico Rush in Philadelphia. Yeah, that's true. That was weird. Yeah. Listen, Nick Fatio as a flyer was bizarre. Yeah, Mar- Marty Brodeur yes. flew. No, no. Remember when Nick Fatio oh, Ed Hospiter Ed Hospiter as a flyer was rough too. Yeah. But, okay. Here, here. Like for for Buffalo fans, this one was always tough. Uh, Scotty Bowman traded Richard Martin to L.A. for a first round pick that ended up being, I think, Phil Housley. That's a good pick. But yeah. Richard Martin in a Kings uniform, uh, and he played you know, less than half a season. Then he blew out his knee and he was basically done. But that was, that that was a strange one. Listen, uh, Wayne Simmons as a saber was strange. Just saying that. Did, uh, Matthew in the chat room says Dale Howard Chuck is a flyer. That's true too. That was a, but at least he could play the power play. He was still good as a flyer. He was, he great, was, as a, he was great as a saber. Yeah. He was great as a saber. Yeah. No, he did um, Danny, Danny Gare is an Edmonton oiler. At that point, I didn't care about Danny Gare anymore. I'll be honest. Brian Prop as a as a Dallas star was a weird one to me. That's a weird one. How about Steve Shutt as an L.A. King? That's a weird one. Yeah, that was yeah with the guys, and, and that goes along with Guy Lafleur as a Quebec Nordique too. Like to me, there were certain. Yeah. Things were, I mean, they, we, guys who are just absolute legends. Were, I will tell you this though: the year that Lafleur was a Ranger, I was living in Virginia, right? So i I wasn't going to Ranger games. I couldn't even get hockey on TV where I was. I just moved down there because of a job and I was getting the New York times and that's how I was following Guy LaFleur and just getting any highlights I could on like nightly sports somewhere um, on my cable box, but my cable box wasn't very good down there. So I had to live that vicariously, but it was a, it was a fun time because there was a lot of people were, were not very high on him coming back and yeah. he did very well. Like he, he did really well. Well, Esmir has a good one, and Daniel Alfredson has a red wing. Yeah, but, that's a good one. But here, to this, I'll, I'll argue with Timothy Park in the chat. He has Sergei Fedorov as a capital. I think it's weirder to see Sergei Fedorov as an Anaheim Duck or as a Columbus Blue Jacket than it is a capital. Look, I'll, I'll yeah. tell you, Ray Bork as, as an Av is never going to look right. Yeah, Ray Bork, I mean, yeah, I mean, he did It's have- never going to look right. He went there to win. I get it. But it just doesn't look right. It doesn't smell right. It's just never going to be right. Yeah. No, you just got to – I mean, the all-time – I mean, I mean, guess the all-time example is Gretzky on the Blues, right? That's like – Oh, yeah. That's the worst. That's Brett the worst. would argue with you, but he's the only one. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike Keenan would not argue with you. Right. Keenan and Gretzky hated each other. True. Well, there's also um, – how about – 
Peter, 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 Forsberg, everybody. Peter Forsberg as a predator. That was a strange one. Yeah, that was bizarre. I mean, basically, he probably slept in his skates. He couldn't take his skate off because right. if he did, his foot would blow up. Bob Bobby Clark is a Minnesota North Star. To me, I was fine with that. Oh. I was happy about that. Well, I, you are <laughs> as happy as I was with Tom Brady as as I, I was happy to see Clark go there. I was flyer fan sixteen says Lacavier as a flyer. Yeah, he carried himself so well though. I felt like it wasn't weird. It was not a weird, weird in history historical sense because yes, flyers were terrible to him. To be honest. Right. Yeah, he was classy as hell, man. He was classy. He gets brought in here. This this the Lacavier story is, is really a sad one because he gets brought in by Laviolette, who yeah. is absolutely like this is the who makes a big, big pitch to get him. Like he goes out there and says, We're gonna get him, we're gonna get him, we're gonna make this happen. And Laviolette gets fired after three games. Yeah. In the regular season. Remember the Flyers fire? So that so then then from that point on, Lacavier has like no basic basic like hope to do it you know with the flyers and it's just it's been so much time in the press box it was sad yeah. up to that point the wayne cashman firing was probably the worst uh, how about, nielsen, nielsen yeah. was bad too how about yeah. clark gillies as a buffalo saber no i was happy about that that's fine <laughs> but it was weird is what i'm saying we're going for weird was it? i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, you had that I mean, you could say Gordy Howe as a Hartford Whaler is weird. Yeah, that was strange. That was strange. Well, actually, as a Houston Arrow was probably stranger because well, just never league. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a hockey. Yeah, but, I mean, to me, it's um, you have to look at team players that are just totally synonymous with the team. Right. That's what I, that's what I'm sort of going for. It's like yeah, which is just you know absolutely hundred percent like Matt Sundin as a Vancouver Canuck, which I was happy about. Look, I'll give you the okay, weirdest yeah, scenario. Yeah, as a Canuck was strange to me. That was this is not hockey, but this is the weirdest scenario of that happening. So in '86, Tom Seaver was on the Boston Red Sox. He hurts his knee and doesn't get to pitch in the playoffs because he had to get knee surgery. But they put it off so he could sort of sit on the bench and be a coach. The Red Sox go into the World Series against the Mets. He's sitting next to Roger Clemens, telling one a young Roger Clemens what he should do playing against the Mets. His team that he led to a World Series, the first one ever. That is the oddest thing that I've ever seen in my life. There are, there are so there are so many in football that we won't go there. But it's yeah, like, football's got a ton because because these players they don't want to let go. Right. They, you know, like like uh, like Johnny Unitas going to San Diego to play for the Chargers. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like Chelios. Chelios is an Atlanta Thrasher. That's a good one, Funky, in the chat room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know, he he was a shell of himself, but he did still play a lot of minutes for them for his age. He really yeah, did. Larry Robinson as an L.A. King. That's a really good that's one. That's a good one. <laughs> Bob Bing says Brad Marchand is a leaf. For me as a kid, it's definitely Hospitor and Fatiu as Flyer. Yeah, Fatiu as a Flyer was weird. Both of those guys, though, they were just such hated enemies. Yeah. Rangers, like – Hospital, oh. The Rangers, like Hospitor, like Holmgren Hospitor fights and stuff like that. that I remember. How about, how, about Dave, how about Dave Semenko as a Leaf? Yeah, yeah. But I'll give you. I'll give you one that the guy wasn't hated until he left the Rangers. Moose Dupont was a Ranger, and yeah, really? and actually, as he learned how to speak English watching soap operas. That's how he learned how to speak English. Then he went to the Flyers, right? And then he was completely hated. Paul Mater is a Washington Capitol. Yes. Or Paul Paul Coffee is a Harvard Whaler. Yeah, that's Coffee went to a few too many places. Coffee, like he had a, included. He had a cup of coffee in quite a few places, as they say. Coffee. By the time he got to Philly, it wasn't even a cup of coffee anymore. It was it was a lot less than that. Well, the, the the horrible thing about the coffee era in the Philly is how it began. If you remember, like, so he comes on, and, and you know, as a as a hockey fan, you know, watching Paul Coffey skate with the Flyers in the preseason, I'm like, this is going to be fantastic. Like, he right. is awesome. the way he moves the puck. Yeah, yeah. going to be incredible. The first game of the season, he collides with Eric Lindros. Yeah, on the, the two on the same team, and Lindros is out for like three months with a concussion. Um, as a result of Coffey and Coffey and Lindros colliding with each other. In the first game of the regular season, as a flyer, uh, this is something that I was just like was totally like it's just talking about taking the wind out. Well, of this I mean, was that worse than Francis Lassard? Was that who it was who hit him in practice? Hit yeah, him in practice? yeah, I'm, yeah. That put him out for a long time. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will contend there are only three teams that Paul Coffey was good with. Edmonton, Pittsburgh, and I think he was good with Detroit. The rest of the teams he was with. No, he wasn't, but it didn't matter. It's still Paul Coffey. I know, but, but you know, I mean, his career to dropped to off. This day, to this day, he was still one of the most exciting blue liners to watch ever. Oh, yeah. He was always fun. I mean, like you couldn't. He just, he just, his ability to move the puck. I, you didn't know what he was going to do. All right. He was thrilling for both. So unique. <laughs> so great and unique. Yeah. Nobody worried about his defense, Mike. Let's be yeah, fair. I, I did. He, Paul Coffey was always a 4 1 4 in Stratomatic. Whatever. Oh, yeah. You're the one guy that was going to bitch about Paul Coffey's defense. There's something wrong. Yes. With of course I am. Because you need to be a defenseman to play defense. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but he was, you know, um, he, he had he had moments like he was a four two on your right. I remember that. I remember yeah, specifically. Tell, tell Thomas Cabriolet that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, so, so, time we have for today, guys. Okay. Um, fun, fun as always. Fun as always. Yeah, we will we will talk about uh, one sided trades tomorrow, and I don't yeah. know some other team that we're going to uh, uh, we're going to do the all time team of. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, we're gonna move. I'm not sure which one we're gonna move on to yet, but I will let you know for sure. Okay. Well, I can do the Buffalo Sabers. Maybe the Thrashers. Maybe with maybe <laughs> the Thrashers. I know we're gonna. I know I'm gonna. I know at some point, and one of my next rivalries was Detroit Chicago. Um, but I'm trying to think of like. Uh, well, actually, Kelly, let's do this. Let's merge the Thrashers and the Golden Seals. Yeah. Right. 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 Ivan Boldarev, number one. And, and the Barons. Let's do the Cleveland Barons, the Thrashers, and the Golden Seals. Let's merge them all. Yeah, I guess I could do the Sabres and just have them play the Leafs. Like, again, it's still the Leafs thing. Because that would be the Sabres' biggest rival, right? Yeah. But, yes. Well, well, don't worry. I'll, I'll make the Sabres bad enough that the, the Leafs can actually beat them. <laughs> hey, the Leafs won their first game. All right. Um, and they won again yesterday in a simulated game. Kind of crazy. All right, folks. Stay safe out there, please. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, Bunny LaRock. I'm going to throw Bunny LaRock as a flyer out there. Someone texted me that. Oh, there you go. I always talk about that, but I was like – when I, I went, it was one of the first games I went to as a kid um, to see a game, and he had, he had been traded there, and I had no idea that I was watching like a guy from like that was so he was so old as a flyer. Tim Thomas is a Dallas star. There you go. That's a good one too. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. Last second, I'm going to tell you what this this is this now has the world has come to. There was the podcast, and I guess Ty Domi now it ripped on Scott Stevens. So now that they don't have jobs and there's nothing to do. Former older hockey players are now going to start ripping each other apart on social media or podcasts. Can't wait. That's can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait for the excitement. Well, <laughs> well Ty Domi elbow Scott Niedermeyer's Twitter in the head. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remember without the buzz, folks, it is just hockey. We'll talk to you soon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.